Welcome to the Folktale Project, this is Dan Charles. Today we have part 5 of the story of the Prince Ahmed and the Fairy Parabanu. And today we're going to see if the fairy feels quite the same way as the prince in his last declaration of love. This is the story of Prince Ahmed and the Fairy Parabanu, part 5. Prince, answered the fairy, will you not pledge your faith to me as well as I give mine to you? Yes, madam, replied the prince, in an ecstasy of joy. What can I do better and with greater pleasure? Yes, my sultaness, my queen, I give you my heart without the least reserve. Then, answered the fairy, you are my husband and I am your wife. But as I suppose, pursued she, that you have eaten nothing today, a slight repast shall be served up for you, while preparations are made for our wedding feast at night. And then I will show you the apartments of my palace, and you shall judge if this hall is not the meanest part of it. Some of the fairy's women, who came into the hall with them and guessed her intentions, went immediately out, and returned presently with some excellent meats and wines. When Prince Ahmed had ate and drunk as much as he cared for, The fairy Parabanu carried him through all the apartments where he saw diamonds, rubies, emeralds, and all sorts of fine jewels, intermixed with pearls, agate, jasper, porphyry, and all sorts of the most precious marbles, but not to mention the richness of the furniture, which was inestimable. There was such profuseness throughout that the prince, instead of ever having seen anything like it, owned that he could not have imagined that there was anything in the world that would come up to it. Prince said the fairy. If you admire my palace so much, which indeed is very beautiful, what would you say to the palaces of the chief of our genies, which are much more beautiful, spacious, and magnificent? I could also charm you with my gardens, but we will let that alone till another time. Night draws near, and it will be time to go to supper. The next hall, which the fairy led the prince into, and where the cloth was laid for the feast, was the last apartment the prince had not seen and not in the least inferior to the others. At his entrance into it he admired the infinite number of sconces of wax candles perfumed with amber, the multitude of which, instead of being confused, were placed with so just a symmetry as formed an agreeable and pleasant sight. A large side-table was set out with all sorts of gold plate, so finely wrought that the workmanship was much more valuable than the weight of the gold. Several choruses of beautiful women, richly dressed, and whose voices were ravishing began a concert, accompanied with all sorts of the most harmonious instruments. And when they were set down at table, the fairy Parabanu took care to help Prince Ahmed with the most delicate meats, which she named as she invited him to eat of them, and which the prince found to be so exquisitely nice that he commended them with exaggeration, and said that the entertainment far surpassed those of men. He also found the same excellence in the wines, which neither he nor the fairy tasted of till the dessert was served up, which consisted of the choicest sweetmeats and fruits. The wedding feast was continued the next day, or rather, the days following the celebration were a continual feast. At the end of six months, Prince Ahmed, who always loved and honored the sultan his father, conceived a great desire to know how he was, and that desire could not be satisfied without his going to see. He told the fairy of it, and desired that she would give him leave. Prince, said she, go when you please, but first 
don't take it amiss that I give you some advice how you shall behave yourself where you are going. First, I don't think it proper for you to tell the sultan your father of our marriage, nor of my quality, nor the place where you have been. Beg of him to be satisfied in knowing that you are happy, and desire no more, and let him know that the sole end of your visit is to make him easy and inform him of your fate. She appointed twenty gentlemen, well-mounted and equipped, to attend him. When all was ready, Prince Ahmed took his leave of the fairy, embraced her, and renewed his promise to return soon. Then his horse, which was most finely capisoned, and was as beautiful a creature as any in the Sultan of the Indy stables, was led to him, and he mounted him with an extraordinary grace, and, after he had bid her a last adieu, went forward on his journey. And that is part five of the story of Prince Ahmed and the fairy Parabanu. In our next episode, we'll see how the sultan receives his son. And I'm sure there's mischief afoot. This is Dan Scholes for the Folktale Project. Don't forget that you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere that you like to get your podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram and threads at Folktale Project. If you'd like to help support the project, you can head over to patreon.com slash folktaleproject, or you could always just share with the stories with someone you love. I do appreciate that. As always, thank you so much for listening. <laughs>